This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. How the devil are we all? I know another daytime show. I'm, I don't know, I'm going to have to change my, uh, <coughs> excuse me, change my profession from vampire. But, but then again, I'll miss going out at night for a quick suck. Moving on, moving on very, very quickly. We are Lester Till I Die TV. Thank you for joining and thank you for watching us. Seth Sharing. Your eyes, if you are watching us and sharing your ears with me, if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, uh, please, please do do what it says there, which is subscribe, 
smash the likes and click the notification bell. We are on all the time for the next couple of weeks. We're covering as many of the England women's games as we can. Um, and they're 8-0. <laughs> Not bad, eh? Not bad at all. What I'd do as well, just one thing to ask you as well as doing that bit at the bottom there, subscribing. Please support the companies that are supporting Leicester Till I Die TV. Leicester lead again! The goals are flowing here now! The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. Nodding away to that, then please get over there and show them your support. All the details are in the description below in YouTube. They have been good enough to support the channel. So if you could please show them the support as well, that would be great. We are looking at the World Cup. We are up to Group F, three to go, including this one. And of course, I've always had a guest on uh, on this. Just what can I say about the man that's joining us today? Of course. He is the man, the myth, the ginger nut. That is Dan from Turf Morehouse TV. Good afternoon, Dan. How the devil are you, sir? Good afternoon, Chris. I'm all, I'm all right. Thank you again for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm you looking forward to this. Time. I do but, like your politeness. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it starts off polite, and by the end, we're slagging each other off. But uh, this is. But, but no, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to covering the uh, group group F. Brilliant, and I'm glad to see that you know you are sporting, you know Burnley's new season shirt there. Uh, I don't know when we'll see one of those. <laughs> Although it seems like the last time we changed the kit was this long ago. So, <laughs> I mean, we we moan, don't we? We moan that the, we, we bring these kits out too often and. Every t- I mean, I can remember years ago, like one, I mean, I'm old enough, one shirt would last sort of <coughs> three or four seasons. And then it got down to two and we all moaned. We just, if it, they are keeping it, make the most of it, mate. That's 70 quid you've kept in your pocket. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> but uh, eight nil yesterday, <coughs> putting the men to shame. It were. Fantastic performance by the women. Um, I cannot fault any player from... Um, from Ellen White to Beth Mead, Lauren Hemp, even the subs that came on, you know, Russell, Ella, Ella Toon. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, if anything, our defence and goalkeeper could have gone and watched, uh, you know, gone and played Flaming Crazy Golf down Brighton or gone along the pier because yeah. they weren't needed. No, indeed. Indeed, they didn't, didn't it? And as I said well, last I night... don't believe it. Well, I don't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I didn't last night. I didn't last night. Ryan's here. Good afternoon, Ryan. How the devil are you? Hope you're well, Ryan. We, Long we time no see. <laughs> we are forming a threesome here. Uh, and I think you drew the short straw, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> let us have a look. Let us have a look at the World Cup 
which as much as we're enjoying the women's football, and I tell you what, every game I've watched has had excitement in some form or another. Um, but we have got the World Cup coming up in February, and we all know what we think about that, don't we? It's uh, but um, oh yes, yes. But there it is, there it is, Qatar twenty twenty two. I mean, I've said this before, but I, I feel like I'm going to say it again. I, I'm all for the World Cup going to places that, and we know they're corrupt, you know, I mean, allegedly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people have got off that maybe, you know, allegedly helped themselves to get off, if I can say Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> um, but let's take football to these places that haven't held it before. But let's take it to places that have got a reasonable infrastructure of football and can host it when it's meant to be hosted. I agree. I agree. Um, it's a strange one, but, you know, as we say, we don't want to get into the politics behind it all, but uh, it's here. Yeah. We've, got to, we've got to deal with it as we have. And, um, we have, but if you know, FIFA is so much into, well, let's spread the world of, world of football, why are we going back to America and Mexico? Mexico have had it three times now. Germany have had it well, twice. Yeah. America, this will be the third time, I think, for America. I mean, what the hell? Well, we know what the hell's going on. There's, there's bigger envelopes from some places. But I can always say I was in South Africa a couple of years ago, and I did um, I did a tour of Johannesburg, and I went and had a look at Nelson Mandela's house and what have you. And as we're taking us around Soweto, they stopped because there was the World Cup stadium that held the 2010-2010 South African World Cup. Literally, you could you could turn your head from there to there, and you went from seeing a brand new stadium which was decrepit, not being used, weeds all over it, to the township. Wow. And it was like you know, Monaco to Pontins. You know what I'm saying that <laughs> next to each other, and the one that was sort of the Monaco wasn't even being used. So I you know it, it obviously hasn't really helped them. You know, at all. Um, no. Ryan says he certainly won't be wasting his time doing this World Cup. The decision to let them host it goes against all human rights. FIFA said to promote equality, but yet they don't allow this country to host. And that is another point as well. You know, I mean, in fairness to South Africa, they did get it, obviously, not during apartheid or anything like that. And in fairness to, you know, they, they banned. Uh, away from FIFA banning Russia from all these uh, competitions. But, yeah, you know, you've got a good point there. A very good point, Ryan. thing, thing um, is, as though, like you say, that they're, um, they're quick enough to try and make you believe that they're trying to do the right things, you know, by banning Russia and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't tell you everything else in terms of, as we said, the bigger envelopes. They don't. They don't, indeed. So, let us get into the World Cup. Um, obviously, the key dates there... Uh, 6th of August. I mean, it's it's less than a month away now. Um, you're still waiting for your kit. We're still waiting for our first signing. Um, <laughs> final round of Premier League matches is the 12th and 13th of November. Uh, World Cup starts on the 21st of November with the final match being on December the 18th. And I, and I, and I keep saying this every time. Uh, it does annoy me. That and I don't know that this is the FA, the EFL, or UEFA that they are still playing the World Cup when 
And I get League Two, and no disrespect to League Two, but there's very few League Two players in World Cup teams, you know. League mm -hmm. One, possibly with uh, no disrespect, but co countries like Wales, championships, certainly. You've all got, you know, most of those teams will have players in some form or another, especially with the African sides and what have you, possibly playing in the World Cup. And yet, they're starting the championship before the uh, World Cup ends. Yeah, we we uh, we kick off again. I think it's the week of the quarterfinals. Mm. So teams are going to be without some big name players that are obviously playing for their nations. If if their nations have got that far, um, yeah. and yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think I think the championship and the Premier League should have been curtailed until yes. the end of the tournament. No, I, 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 I uh, well, I, I, I just said it, so obviously I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who've won it this century? Well, Brazil, Italy, Spain, Germany, France. The normal suspects, as they would say, or the usual suspects, uh, are up there. And how many titles have, has every country won since it started? Brazil there, uh, all the way down to sort of little old England and Spain. Um, we've played all the playoffs now. And these are the, all the finalised groups. And today, like I say, we are going to be looking at Group F with just three groups to go. And I, this is a very sad moment because this is your last World Cup preview show with me. It is. It is. And then the old guard should be back for Group G and Group H. So, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been emotional. It's been some of the happiest years of my life. Um, <laughs> And, and one I that I will certainly look, look back on with fond memories. <laughs> you are like, you know, when a DJ on, on the radio goes on holiday and they get a replacement <laughs> You've been a very, very... Nice... I'm only saying that because your mother makes me. So, Group F, <laughs> here we go. Group F here, we are going to be looking at... Um, and as I say, we've got Belgium... Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Now, mm -hmm. I'm looking at that and I'm thinking I could probably guess which two will be, I think, going through. But as normal, although Doug's not here, you know, being on his honeymoon hasn't stopped him joining in some of these shows. <laughs> My God, you keep hold of Rebecca. I tell you, she's a keeper. Um, he has. It is, it's going to surprise you what he has, um, what he has come up with later. But we'll compare them to yours. But let's start with. Well, we love the chocolates. We're getting a bit annoyed with a certain Belgian player, but um, there they are, Belgium. Um, second in the FIFA World Ranking, uh, obviously qualified from Europe last November. They were first in Group E. They've competed in 14 of 22 World Cups, but they have yet to win it. And I'm not sure if it was yourself I asked the other day or not, Dan, because, of course, there was always the talk about Sven and the golden generation of English football. And yeah, yeah, out. we did, yeah. Have Belgium missed out on their golden age? I'd say so. I'd definitely mm. say so. I mean, half of their players now that you'd have said, you know, well, the, let's say the older experienced heads in the squad, you know, the likes of Eden Hazard, Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, yeah. even Burnley's new manager, Vincent Kompany, uh, was yes. at the back for them. So... You know, they, they've had their golden you era. You in there, didn't you? Right? Uh, I've managed to, just. <laughs> um, well done, sir. But, you know, fair, fair, play to, fair play to Belgium. They've sort of 
I don't understand why they're so high on the FIFA rankings when, to be honest, they've not really pulled up any roots and uh, done it, done the business. As you said, the golden era for them has gone past. I think it has now, but I think they have certainly... Um, how can I say this? I think they've been consistently missing out. It's like they've always been of in the semis or the quarters, and that's earned them enough points. Yeah, over somebody that's won a title and then not appeared in any, you know, any sort of quarterfinal onwards for the others. And I think that's why Belgium have got themselves uh, high. There's talk also about um, Martinez possibly leaving. Um, yeah. I mean, and if I've got to be honest with you, in fairness, he's not done a bad job, has he, at Belgium? No, he's he's done he's done a pretty all right job there. Um, I mean, you can't not have brought success. I mean, the FIFA, as you say, the second in the FIFA rankings. He's he's done a he's done great with them. Uh, he's had a lot of qualities at his disposal as well in terms of the players that he's been able to manage. You know, mm. some of the Belgian man- managers of previous probably uh, would have looked at Martinez and frowned upon the fact that he's had all that talent in abundance. And it's just for, for them and the nation, probably a shame that they've not managed to utilise it and win anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking now since um, 13th of November 2021, they've only actually lost one game uh, and that was to the Netherlands. Uh, in the Nations League. Um, so, you know, they, they've got a... <laughs> they've not done bad, like I say, recently. And you mentioned there quite a few sort of big names as well. Yeah, I mean, don't, they've got a good few young youngsters coming through. I mean, mm-hmm. you could still class one of your lot. Yuri Tielemans is a youngster, he's 25, yeah. so he's about mid-age. Yeah. So he's, he's still, you know, finding his feet internationally. Um, but they've got Amadou Anana. Um, Jeremy Doku, um, Charles de Ketelaire, Albert Sambilla Conga, who plays for Arsenal. Hmm. Um, and you know, they weren't that far off it in the 2018 World Cup either. You know, they, no. they beat us 2 0 in the third place playoff, yeah. So, you know, there's this scope for them to improve, but whether we see that, I, I suppose we'll guess when we get to Qatar. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just looking at their records, um, they've got one third place and one fourth place in the World Cup down the years. Uh, in the European Championship, they've got one second and one third. Um, in football, or oh, football at the Summer Olympics, they've won one, uh, come third and fourth. Uh, I think they've won, maybe have won one under Martinez. And uh, Nation Leagues, they've come in one fourth. So, you know, I mean that—that's over. That sort of since they started, so it's, it's over the years. But um, do you think they're, they're one of the outsiders? I won't bet. Yeah, I won't bet against them. I think obviously mm-hmm. there's something about Belgium, and if they, if they if it all goes right for them and they turn up on the day, then you know you're going to be in for a bit of a good adding. But yeah, you know, as I say, we we, we will see. It's a, a to be continued with Belgium. You don't know. We, we can sit here and say that the golden age is past them, but is this pretty much last chance saloon for the golden era? Well, you know, we, we yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can just sort of remember the, the, the same with it with England and we get, well, this will be it, this will be the one. And finally, you know, it, it petered out. 
Um, 90minute.com, um, looking at Belgium here, uh, they've got them eight out of the 32 that are competing nations, so they'll think they'll probably get through to the quarters. Um, strength, a core featuring uh, Jan Vestongen, um, Toby Alderwelder, Alex Witzel and Eden Hazard. Thank God yep. for Eden Hazard. It's the only one I could pronounce properly. <laughs> <laughs> no no mention of Yuri Tillemans there, though. Uh, but basically, they're saying on to what, you, what we've just been talking about exactly there. Father time is the weakness. Belgium are still clinging on to their golden generation, the way a mid-table Premier League footballer clings on to their last locks of hair before getting a transplant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Terry, seeing your comment, mate, but yeah, as you say, it's nothing to do with the World Cup, so we won't be coming on to that uh, in this show at all. Um, and why it does say Morocco there, and don't uh, don't ask me why. Uh, <laughs> I was rushing this because this should have been two o'clock, and I put it back to two three because I, I didn't sleep well last night, so I slept in late this morning, and I was rushing the artwork. But uh, so uh, just 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 pretend I work for the Guardian. Um, <laughs> and one to watch from um, uh, the. Um, 90minute.com again won't surprise you kevin de bruyne uh probably the best midfield in the world at the moment and has been for some time uh would would you agree with that when I mean, you know there's some stiff competition out there isn't there yeah he's just his passing ability second to none he's absolutely phenomenal phenomenal midfielder um one of the best and i i can say you know when if you've been to a match and seen you know, sitting play for Manchester City, you're in for a treat because he can just pick a pass from anywhere and also put it on a plate for for the forwards. He's a remarkable player. And, uh, yeah, there's, you can't look past anyone being better in the world at the moment in midfield. No. Do, I mean, do Belgium, you know, if if, if, if Kevin Brunner doesn't turn up, do Belgium not turn up? I suppose we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did jump and uh, drop that one on you a bit there, didn't I? Um, but uh, and how you know, I would say how he hasn't won a, a Ballon d'Or yet. I do not know. Uh, no, I agree. we do know again why because there's two that keep just getting it because they can't think of who else to vote for. But there we go. So we're on to the next one, which is Canada. Um, nice. and let's have a look at what they say. They were from Canada, obviously, uh, and they're ranked 38th in the world on FIFA's rankings. Uh, qualified for the North American uh section, qualified March the 27th, which, if anybody's interested, is just two days before my birthday. Uh, they qualified as one of the top three, and this their second appearance in the World Cup. Uh, and of course, they haven't won it yet. Is there much to talk no. about with Canada? <laughs> I mean, you know what? Fair, fair play to Canada. They've had a 36-year drought since their last World Cup appearance. It's um, remarkable to see them back in it again. Um, as you say, they'll they'll want to make something of this because you know it's not something they get a lot of. You know, this is a nation. This is why. Teams like Canada were meant, you know, have been brought in because, you know, we saw with the Nations League, it's it's taken away those friendlies, hasn't it, that you used to get of 
England absolutely swamping a team like Zimbabwe or something like that. And then, yes. you know, so for Canada to, Canada to qualify, it's uh, a real big feat for them. And uh, John Herdman, the manager, has got them playing some uh, good football. They've got some decent players, to be fair. I mean, um, they've got Alfonso Davies, who uh, plays at Bayern Munich. Yeah. He's a brilliant player. Uh, Ike Ugbo up front, who uh, was formerly of Chelsea, and Jonathan David oh, of Lille. You're the cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got they've got a few uh, players that play in the English league. I mean, yeah. Junior Hoyler, who used to play for Blackburn, uh, obviously he's at Reading now. There's and, a name uh, in the cast, yeah. And uh, uh, and Richie Larry Richie Larry uh, who plays for Forest? Unfortunately, the 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 thi- they did the funny thing I did find out about Canada, Chris, was uh, they have a captain in the middle of the park, uh, who's uh, as I say, he's centre mid. He's called Atiba Hutchinson. He's the captain. He's thirty nine years old, but he's still kicking about and playing football for Besiktas. Wow! Wow! Well, well done to the guy. <laughs> yeah, fair still- play to him. Yeah, kicking it about rather than kicking the bucket. Well, keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what that actually says about um, Turkish football, to be honest with you. But um, I don't know. It probably doesn't say a lot about Turkish, but Canadian, it might say a bit. Well, you know, you, it's going to be very hot for most players, and I know it's you know we've said it's air conditioned, but he might he might struggle. He might struggle. Let's see what 90minutes.com say about um, the Canadians. Um, 23. Um, they think they will finish out of 32. Um, I, I was once offered uh, Canada Dry if I wanted to drink Canada Dry, and I went, No, nah, but I'll have a massive hangover in the morning. Uh, <laughs> the strengths, uh, like the USA, but nice, <laughs> they made me laugh. Um, and weaknesses, Paul Stateleri oh, is retired. Yeah, Paul Stateleri used to play for Spurs. Ah, right. Um, Alfonso Davies and Jonathan, as you mentioned before, and Jonathan David have some heavy lifting to do, but Canada are worthy of their spot at the first World Cup since 1986. And the one to watch, well, you mentioned him earlier, um, Alfonso Davies. Um, Canada's lengthy wait for World Cup will come to an end in November, thanks in no small part to Alfonso Davies. The Bayern Munich left back will be vital in both directions for his side. So, 100% um, agree. Yeah, definitely, definitely one to watch there. Ah, then we come on to, and we, 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 yeah, bad memories come back. Bad memories come back with Croatia. Ah, oh, the pain. Yes, yes. More years of hurt because of them. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Croatia, 16th ranked in the, in the FIFA, um, Listings obviously, you come from Europe. They qualified last November by coming first in Group H, and they've been in six of 22 World Cups. But of course, we have to take into account that you know, they weren't when the first you know World Cups were being played, they didn't even exist as a country because they were part of Yugoslavia. Um, but tell, tell, tell me about Croatia. Well, yeah, I mean, we only have to go back to 2018. They they knocked us out on penalties. Um, they, they, in fact, they actually they went all the way to the final, lost to France four two. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, on penalties. No, sorry, didn't we beat? No, sorry, I'm thinking about the Euros. I think we beat them on penalties, didn't we? Or no, they beat us two one. 
They beat in us the semis. Two. Right, I, God knows. My man's gone black. I, I think I'm probably getting mixed up with this Switzerland game or something or something like that. There's so many games at the moment. And like you say, you're doing the four shows exactly. today, So, you know. Exactly. It's, um, but, yeah, they did reach the final in 2018. They lost to France 4-2. Uh, Slatko Dalic's men seem to be doing some... Um, Something really, especially when they've got a very, again another squad that's quite aging. Um, probably gone through their best period as well. You know, the likes of uh Perisic, Luka Modric, um, Matteo, just a, a shit ton of itches, really. Which, as I said, as you could say, Chris, there is probably cream available for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you've got Matteo Kovacic at Chelsea, uh, Marcelo Brozovic at Inter, uh, Andre Kramaric. Uh, and Dejan Lovren, a former former Liverpool defender, um, mm. but you know you've got Vlasic at, at West Ham. He's only young. Um, you've got uh, the keeper Arvor Gerbic from um, Atletico Madrid, and uh, Gosko Gvardoil as well from uh, RB Leipzig. He's a decent young player and one to watch for the future for Croatia. But as I say, I think Croatia have had their heyday. Um, you know, the likes of Ivan Perisic as well, who's just made a move to Spurs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. Croatia, for me, are an ageing team now. Yeah. And- I, I was just looking then. I mean, the first World Cup was in 1930. Uh, for a couple of years, World Cup, they were uh, sort of an, a, a Nazi, you know, Nazi Germany puppet state. Um, but they were part of the Kingdom of Yugoslavia. Then they were part of Yugoslavia. In 1994, they weren't a FIFA member, and then in their first um, in the first World Cup, which was 1998, the first World Cup, and they made it to uh, third place. Um, I think they had a lot. Uh, Yugoslavia didn't have a particularly bad team, and I think a lot of the Yugoslavians were actually from Croatia. Because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, without getting too political here. Um, I think Tito was Croatian. Um, I could be wrong. And he was sort of holding Yugoslavia together. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so they've only sort of been in it since. Um, they didn't qualify in 20, for South Africa. Uh, nope. So they've actually been in one, two, three. They've been in five World Cups. It says six there. But yeah, this, will be, this one will be this there. This will be six. the six, won't it, indeed. Yeah, you're quite right. So out of the five they've already been in, They've come third and second in two of those. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the best they'll do. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll go on and win the tournament. As say for me, I think it'll be a. I think it may be a, a South American team that wins it this yeah. year. Helen says, "Afternoon, Chris, and hi, you, Dan. Hope um, you well, Helen. Knowing that you're from Burnley, she knows you can't tell the time, so she's not saying morning or afternoon to you. She's just saying, <laughs> <"Hi>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't laugh at my own jokes, but nobody else does. Um, <laughs> and Terry says Modric was the guy that uh, single-handedly was our downfall, <laughs> but he's past his best now. Um, yeah. yeah, so looking on, uh, like I say, yeah, I think I think for the length of time they've been in, they probably pro rata got one of the best um, uh, best records uh, in the World Cup. Now, ninetyminute.com have um, where are we? 
90 minute opening. Oh, Let me just go back. Sorry. They've got them as 11th. Uh, their strength, not many other sides can boast a Ballon d'Or winner, of course. Weakness, get over it, lads. That was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Croatia head into the tournament to the reigning runners up. Uh, is that an expression on can we make it one? They say. Uh, and then, as you saw, their um, player one to watch. Luka Modric, strength, uh, well, let's have a look what it says about Luka Modric. Timeless Luka Modric shows little, little sign of letting up, but this will surely be his last major tournament. Modric helped Croatia waltz into the 18 World Cup final, earning a Ballon d'Or for his efforts. Is he, He's not at Madrid now, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's still at Madrid. Is he still at Madrid? Good he's God. He's still at Madrid, yeah, he's still knocking about. And Bale couldn't get a regular place, good God. <laughs> um, uh, Helen says they are losing 3 0 to United. But, um, Liverpool oh, it's that must Liverpool United pre season game, yeah. isn't it? Liverpool must be bad <laughs> in that. Sorry, Helen, I'm just saying it as it is. Um, and then we're on to probably your favorite team here, Morocco. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> how, how could how could I forget my absolute favorite? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What can we say uh, about Morocco that uh, we managed to dig up <laughs> off the internet? Um, twenty fourth in the world, though. Let's not let's not you know be surprised. Um, they're obviously from Africa. They qualified on the 29th of March, which had obviously, as it's mentioned, I have to say, is my birthday. They qualified via the playoffs, and they've been in as many World Cups as Croatia have. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly have. Um, you know, they, they qualified in 2018 as well. Uh, they failed to make it out of the group stage, losing 1-0 uh, to Iran. Uh, they lost to Portugal, but they got a respective 2-2 draw with Spain. Uh, which uh, was a, probably a good result for them. I mean, Vahid Halal, Halil Hodzic, uh, easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> obviously, their manager is, again, it, it's strange. You know, you, I'm doing my homework on these teams and looking at them and some of the players that they've got. And you're thinking, I've heard of that player. I've heard of that player. Like, it, it's, it's madness. Mm. As you say, they've matched Croatia for the World Cup appearances. Um, the likes of Adel Tarapt, you know, we all know about him, the, the hothead that he is. Um, talent in abundance, but uh, ego of an ostrich. Uh, um, we've got, <laughs> oh, no, you know, no, the... no. So, 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 if you're gonna say that, you cannot say that and then not allow me to play this. The <laughs> answer to that question, and I think you're, you, you, are, you are an ostrich. I, ha I had to do it. I had to do you it. You had to. I mean, West Ham's new signing, uh, Agard, uh, Nayef Agard, he's, he's part of the squad as well. Mm. Um, the severe keeper, Yassin Bounou, or Bounou, he's in there. Uh, former Wolves player, Romain Saiz, is in there as well. He's, he's the captain for Morocco. And you've got Adam Messina, who plays for Watford. Um, Elias Chair at QPR. Another good youngster. Uh, I think he'll make a Premier League move at some point. Uh, and you've got uh, Masrawi from Bayern, uh, and Nesri at Sevilla, and Ashraf Hakimi at PSG. So they've got a good few players. Yeah. That even when you mention the clubs, 
you think they must be decent to be playing for them clubs. Okay, I know I mentioned Watford, but we'll forget about that. Um, <laughs> but, PSG. but you know, the likes of PSG, Sevilla, yeah. Bayern Munich, yeah. Benfica, um, you know, even the West Ham signing, uh, fantastic mm. clubs and players that potentially may go into this being underrated by other other uh, nations. Yeah, well, I mean, for the first um, five World Cups, of course, they were part of France. Um, in the in the old colonial days, um, I mean, the first one was 1970 in Mexico. Um, they came, they got it, didn't get out of the group stage. Round of 16, which has been their best performance so far, was in 1986 again in Mexico. Um, so they like the, the hot weather, obviously. Um, but in fairness to them, when you look at the African Cup of Nations, they've won it. In 1976, uh, they got third place in 1980. Um, they finished fourth in 86 and 88 when they when they hosted it, and they were runners up in 2004. I, I mean, well, okay, it was all a while ago, but they have got the heritage there, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They have. Um, you know. Uh, the, as we said, with the World Cup appearances, they're matching Croatia with six. You know, out of this group, you, you, you're going to probably throw it, cast your doubts at the likes of Canada with it only being their second appearance. Yes. Um, as I say, Morocco, okay, will be massively underrated, but let, let, let's see. Let's see. Um, you know, they qualified via the playoffs, 24th, I think they'll give a good account of themselves. I think it'll be close between third and second with them. Yes, yeah. They could be the surprise package of the group. Um, we then, let's have a look what um, 90minute.com, well, they, they've got them as low as 25th out of the 32. They say their strength is Adele Tarabat's legacy. Uh, the weakness is Zayetri's feud with the head coach. Um, yeah. And does everyone have Queen's Park Rangers 10-11 season reviews ready to watch? Morocco what did I say? Gonna... What did I say? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, Morocco are going to need some good old-fashioned streets where we forget ball uh, to stand a chance. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think we uh, we know. Yeah, okay. So we're going to just speed up, try to speed up a little bit because I, uh, I know you've got family commitments. Um, one to watch, and I think you mentioned this guy, didn't you? Yeah, Hakimi, yeah. Hakim, yeah, Ashraf Hakim. Uh, even if uh, Zayat did play for his country, Morocco's best player is still Hakimi. Very much one that got away through in Madrid. Hakimi has been superb for first Inter and now PSG. Um, yeah. So, whoops, is that is that all of them we've done? It is. My God, we have. I thought I still thought we got just got the show, Chris. When we're not ch- when we're not um, chatting the old proverbial proverbial. Um, nonsense. Um, that you know, we, we can crack a show out in under under an hour. How amazing is that? <laughs> to be honest, I've always been able to crack one out quickly, but <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to shows, no, that is probably that is probably the wrong sort of uh, <laughs> joke. Free watershed, Chris. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, let's hope nobody understands it. Right then, sir. Let us have a look because what we are now going to do. If I can just share this, um, I've never been so unprepared for a show in my life. Um, 
but it is now time for you to pick your team. And then we're going to have a look how Doug compared to you. So let's quickly run through this. Um, and who is going to be top of your group? Uh, it's going to have to be Belgium for me. Belgium for you. Now, now this is going to be interesting. Um, who have you got coming second? Um, I'm going to go Croatia. Mm. I'm going to go Croatia. However, I think it will be ridiculously close between the Croats and Morocco. So, yeah, I think that answers third spot. <laughs> Yes, I think it does. And fourth is Canada. Uh, So Belgium top, Croatia second, Morocco third, Canada fourth. I probably would have to agree with you. Wow. Um, Can we clip that, please? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Because this is what Doug went for. Belgium first, Canada second, Morocco. Now, I don't know whether he's, he's got the wrong idea here and he's just copied the, the order in which they've been drawn. Did he, did he send you this in, um, well, it was half cut in Greece? Or... Well, I did. I am just going to check because there, there, there does say something of drunk here. Yeah, hi, hi, mate. Group F, first Belgium, second Canada, third Morocco, fourth Croatia. Now, whether he's got Canada and Croatia mixed up, I, I know not. Um, wow. But, to mean, be fair, I've, is... I've made a few bold moves with some of mine, to be honest. Yes, um, yeah. So I, I mean, can't, I can't I th- fault I think, it. I think that is out there bolder than, um, than, than Brad's North Macedonia rant. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> you know, but, Doug, well, I think you, you were in Greece. I think you... Uh, <laughs> I think you had a little bit too much of the Uzo. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to do a bit more talk, but obviously I'm concerned about you in the time, so I'm going to let you go. And then no you worries. Get ready for the family, because uh, I know you want to have a shower and what have you, because you stink. And I'm not yep, surprised. Yeah, I'll be back all prim and proper for tonight, for, for this evening, Chris, you when we have our uh, evening date together. You will indeed. Do, do use that aftershave I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much appreciated. Thank you very much, sir. As always, I am so grateful to you. Uh, and I'm going to miss you. Well, not for very long, obviously, only a couple of hours. <laughs> Doug's <laughs> back next week. Thank you very much, young man. Take care. Not a problem. Not a problem. Thanks very much for having me. And everyone in the chat, please do support Chris. Yeah. And I should say, and you just reminded me, I nearly forgot, at Turf Morehouse um, TV on YouTube at Turf Morehouse on the old uh, Twitter. All you know, his links are in the description below on YouTube. So be sure. Dan is very, very close to the 500. Let's help get him there, folks. 15 away now. 15 away. He promised to run naked around Turf Moor when he gets to the 500. So I don't want to watch it, but I just want to know. Been there, done that, got the court order, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) there's all the women chasing you have a good one mate thank you very much be sure to check it out tonight at uh, uh, 8 o'clock take care you certainly will cheers bye bye -bye. thanks to Dan there Um, be sure yeah do be sure to see uh, check his channel out Uh, he works really really hard on his channel um, to be honest with you and uh, we need to get him at least to that 500 and then move him on to the 1,000. He needs 15. So if you haven't subscribed to Dan's 
YouTube channel. It is in the description below. Uh, please go and subscribe and give him the support. Helen says, um, I would love to see uh, surprises within football. Uh, and this we could bring about them. And we know that our Asian players, I think, with De Bruyne and Modric winning the group and second. Fortunately, I think it is right, Helen. I'm all, got to be honest with you, I am all for every name going in the pots. Uh, for qualification, whether you have it, you know, we, we played Italy in qualifications before, we played Poland. Why should we not? Well, we know why we should not, because of UEFA's money. But why doesn't, you know, if we, let's take Europe as the example, but it is for all the areas. Nobody has qualified from the CONCAF region, I think it is. Um, let me just have a look and double check. And is that right? Because of the way that, um, you know, FIFA, the corrupt FIFA, allegedly have set it out. Um, nobody has qualified from, where are we? Um, I can't find out where it is now. But, there's, but, you know, let's just take you up as an example. England's ball should go in the same pot as Germany's. You know, Italian's ball should go in the same pot as France. They should all go into one pot with San Marino, with Luxembourg, and then pull them out. And then if we have um, a group of, of death, so be it. So be it, you know. And I know FIFA won't get the viewers if San Marino managed to get through. But actually, they might, because people might actually tune in to watch it. And then when it gets to the actual draw itself, all this farting about with, well, this, player, this one can't play this one because they're in the same continent, all that... F off, F off FIFA and UEFA. Put again, put all the balls into one pot, one bag, and let's just draw them all out. And if England and A end up with Belgium and Canada and Morocco end up with Iran and, and USA, great. So it should be. Gives them a chance to get on, makes it a much more exciting. Now we're looking at this and we're saying, unless there is an upset, these are the teams that should be going through. Well, I'm sorry, we shouldn't be looking at that. We should be saying, let's. See if these teams can get through anyway. Let's make it a, a, a fair and open field, not a corrupt and bent one, allegedly, that FIFA and UEFA insist on setting up. Um, that's my rant over. <laughs> oh, I'd just like to see little the little teams and countries doing well. Um, so, yeah, so for Group F, a dog did go for uh, Belgium 1, Canada 2, Morocco 3, Croatia 4. And just to quickly run over his other choices, in Group E, Doug went for Germany to win it, Spain second, Japan third, and Costa Rica fourth. My, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, God. My, 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 uh, from what I've just said, there, that backs it up. Oh, excuse me, let's get a drink of water. Oh. Group D. Um, let's have a look what we've got on Group D. <coughs> God. That was Group E, that was Group D. Somebody's going mad on my phone, I don't know who it is, but give it a rest, please. Uh, Group D, Denmark, France, Tunisia, Australia. Again, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'd have probably put France top, but there we go. And then Group C, again, Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. I think you could be tight there between Mexico and Poland. Um, 
and then oh god sorry <coughs> god that was bad uh england wales usa and iran in b senegal netherlands ecuador and qatar in a so that's group f we're back with group g and doug next week um so thank you very much uh, to dan for stepping in let's just get rid of all of this now let me put there we are going to be back at 4 45 4.45 this afternoon when we will be copying De well, we'll be watching Denmark play Finland uh, the first match here is of Group B are we going to see another 8-0 well Finland they struggled against Spain they got an early goal but they lost 4-1 and then Spain of course faced Germany in the 8 o'clock kickoff which we'll be covering with Dan again at 4.45. Thanks to everybody who's been watching. Thanks to everybody who lent me the raise and listened on the podcast. I will be back at 7.45 tonight. Thank you so much, and thank you so much to our sponsors. They are listed in the description below on YouTube. Please leave them your support as well. And if you haven't yet, please do subscribe to my channel. It really does help me out. I will see you back at 7.45. Take care. Don't do anything I won't enjoy. Goodbye. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.